Yeah. Um, this is a post that I think I sat down to really write out. And I remember the caption being really long on this one and me just because I had so much to say and all of these were real life examples that I took from conversations with clients. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell, registered dietitian and personal trainer. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topic and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We got the baloney of the food shaming and focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Have you ever thought, I didn't work out today, I feel awful and fat, or I need to lose 15 pounds to fit into my swimsuit next month, or why am I going up in sizes each year? I need to get back to my sizes in my 20s. Or if only I looked like her. Ugh, whatever your thoughts may be about being a certain weight or having this ideal body image in mind that you think will make you happier, these ideas are not something we are born with. They are influenced on us because we see it everywhere. And in this episode, I talk with Meredith Renshaw, who is a lead dietitian at Freedom Method Nutrition Consulting Group. She champions women to helping them redefine health, ditch the restrict binge cycle, and embrace intuitive eating. She is a specialist in this area and helps define some of these diet culture influenced thoughts. You do not want to miss what she has to say about the five lies diet culture wants you to believe, and so much more. How about you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Meredith Renshaw, and I am a registered dietitian. I am actually based currently in Memphis, Tennessee, but I am actually moving in six weeks to New Orleans, NOLA, uh, which is really exciting. My husband and I are relocating. Um, and I am a private practice dietitian who works for a virtual nutrition coaching and counseling company called Free Method Nutrition um, that's actually based in Nashville, Tennessee. And we support and help women to find confidence in their bodies and um, clarity with their food choices, really giving them the skills and the ability to walk through life and to walk away from diet culture. Awesome. I love that it's a whole team. You're working with a whole company, a team of registered dietitians, correct? Yes. So Dylan Murphy actually is the CEO and founder of Free Method nutrition. And she also happens to be one of my dearest and best friends. And um, I had kind of the transition happening in my life. I was getting married, um, moving cities, and the opportunity presented itself to dive in and to join her company. And it has been um, the greatest gift. And she has brought on another dietitian since then, um, Krista Kellum. So there is three of us um, kind of taking on, taking on the world, taking on diet culture to um, help women find a life of freedom. 
There's nothing more fun than working with other dietitians. I do miss that. That's why I started this podcast. <laughs> exactly. So with that, um, you help women find their freedom, find their path within this messy world. What would you say is your message that whether it be on your social media page or with your programs that you work with for your clients? Mm-hmm. I would say that kind of the umbrella, <clears throat> the overarching kind of message that we want people to know is that you can pursue health without feeling like you have to change your body or shrink your body or go on a diet. You can pursue health um, in many other ways. And I feel like a lot of times that's presented very similarly to us as like, hey, Meredith, I really want to get healthy, so I need to lose some weight. Um, and our, our kind of our mission is to allow women to see that those two things are not equivalent. Um, you can pursue health without feeling like you have to shrink your body. Um, and usually with intuitive eating, we'll kind of explain there's three outcomes. If you really um, press into and kind of surrender to intuitive eating, you can gain weight, you can lose weight, and you can actually stay the exact same. And whatever kind of is the outcome is what we feel your body is needed and um, where your body is most comfortable. Um, so really, we are, we are in the pursuit of health. We are a health company and we are pro-health. We just approach it in a different way, really giving women the freedom to not feel like they have to change their body to fit the mold of being healthy. Yes. And the before and after pictures are not a selling point, which after listening to the intuitive eating book, I I don't know why that just hit me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not fully intuitive eating. We don't have to sell before and after pictures Right. That just, Oh, right. Yeah. And that, that you bring up another great point that we preach often is that health does not have a look. You cannot look at someone and assume that they are healthy based on their body size um, or based on um, even what they're eating. But health is so much larger than that. And it encompasses so much more. Um, And so, yeah, before and after pictures, are, don't convince me that that person is healthy because um, not all weight loss is healthy. Um, but really knowing the ins and outs of someone's life and the way that they um, make decisions and how they care for their body, how they listen to their body, those are the things that we believe really define health. Um, and so, yes, we don't have any before and after pictures. We don't use any sort of numbers, um, no weighing, no tracking, things like that. Um, and we... Uh, I share a lot of testimonials, a lot of wins from my clients, and those are really the way that I want to show the world um, how women change through this program and through working with a dietitian on our team rather than before and after pictures. Yeah, um, I think it was a reel that you shared. It was it was super cute. It was like how to get the beach body. One, go to the beach. And you had like Doritos, which I was like, yes, I love Doritos. Um, But, you know, making all those foods fit of just showing that your body uh, working its health within within there. Yes, that is one of my very favorite lines to say. 
hey, I ha- I know exactly how you can get a beach body. You go to the beach and you take your body with you. It's crazy. And then you have a beach body. Um, so it's kind of this concept that like everybody is already a beach body and um, you don't have to shrink your body to go to the beach or to buy a certain bathing suit or things like that. Um, and yes, yeah, so that is one of my favorite topics and that picture I think that you're referring to. Yeah, I was sitting on the beach um, under an umbrella snacking on, I think I had like bell peppers and baby carrots and I also had Oreos and Doritos because those are my favorite beach snacks. Right. Um, and I think that there's a place for, for all of those and to eat foods that make you feel good and that you enjoy. Right. And sometimes we are our own worst critics um, where nobody is really looking at you. You think people are looking at you, but hey, maybe they're looking at your awesome swimsuit. They're like, oh, that's really cute. Where'd she get that? Or they're looking at all those delicious snacks you're bringing too <laughs> at the beach. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think one really great like thing to add to that of like, yes, a lot of times we feel like people are looking at us or comparing themselves, judging us, whatever that might be. But I always remind my clients, you are worried about what you look like more than anyone else because everyone else is worried what they look like. And so really, we're the ones paying the most attention attention to us and being our own worst critic. Um, and if someone is judgmental to your body, whether you're on the beach, at the mall, whatever, it usually is a huge sign that they have a lot to work through with accepting their own body. So I think that's a great point to make to that too. Um, because that's something I have a conversation about a lot. Yeah. Um, your client wind says it right here and I'll read it. It says, so I have felt an incredible change in my mindset since working with you, but in a very balanced way, for instance, in the past, I would rely on a workout or a healthy meal to improve my mood in the past. I realize now that was extreme too, because if I didn't get the workout or eat well, I would be bummed. Yeah. Um, I have created such a separation from that feeling now. And I have also added in days of rest from working out instead of causing a downward spiral from not working out and just enjoy the day off. Yes, it's kind of uh, the diet starts on Monday, like getting rid of that mindset of like, you can feel good within your activity that you're doing. I love that. Yeah, I think a lot of um, women and my clients specifically, because I know their stories come from a place that exercise is has only solely been used as a form of punishment or a form or a way to make up for food choices um, or a way to maintain their body size. And I think that's something else um, that doesn't have to do with food. So it's an interesting topic to talk about a lot as a dietitian, but food and exercise are so closely related as well as body image that we kind of explore like what does it look like to move your body that doesn't it that is if it's not tied to changing your body um so a lot of times I'll ask clients like if if you could do an exercise and know that it had no effect on the way that your body looks if exercise and the way your body looks had nothing to do with each other what kind of exercise would you choose? And a lot of them who run on the treadmill every day, go to certain workout classes, things like that. They actually say like, Oh, I would never do that. I would probably like go on walks or I would do yoga or I would do Pilates or think, you know, different exercises. And so that's really something to explore too. 
Um, and that plant specifically is something that we really explored of like, what, what would exercise look like if it didn't affect your body? And what does it look like to sort of um, redefine your reasons for doing exercise? So that's a big part of that um, client's testimonial as well. Yes. The whole intuitive eating and movement part, it just goes back to feeling like a kid again, doesn't it? I mean, when I look at my kids and they don't finish their ice cream, I'm like, what? You're not going to finish that? Or when they just have a burst of energy and are running around the house and I'm like, that does not look fun. You know, I mean, (laughs) but again, it's finding that enjoyment (laughs) and uh, providing that overall wellness for, for you. Yeah, that's a great, a lot of times I will tell people, like, if you want an example of what intuitive eating or joyful movement looks like, watch your kids, <laughs> watch, watch a toddler eat. Um, and actually ha- I have close friends of mine who watch, you know, watch what I do and um, follow me on Instagram and things like that. And they'll send me pictures of their kids' lunchbox when they come home. And they're like, this is intuitive eating. Like some days all they ate was their... Um, their gummies and their potato chips and others day, other days they ate their sandwich um, and their cut up baby carrots and didn't touch their potato chips <laughs> or their gummies. And so I think that's really because they have the ability to listen to their body because they haven't been influenced by diet culture. Um, and we're all born intuitive eaters. We, we came out the womb an intuitive eater and somewhere along the way we were influenced by um, diet culture and kind of exterior factors that allowed us to change the way we eat and the way we move our body based on desiring a change. I would just love to live in a world where there there are not those influences and see what the outcome would be. Um, one of my favorite posts that you have, it, it says, the five lies diet culture wants you to believe. Take the reins on that one. Yeah, um, this is a post that I think I sat down to really write out. And I remember the caption being really long on this one and me just because I had so much to say. And all of these were real life examples that I took from conversations with clients. Um, and so I'll, I'll read over them and kind of maybe even touch on kind of why um, some of my thoughts around these I felt so strongly about. But one of the first ones is if you gain weight, that you are lazy. Um, and so that was a, a fear from one of my clients and this idea of that, like lazy is the opposite of successful and they really desire to be successful. Um, and I think I tied back to the same thing. Like lazy doesn't have a look just like health doesn't have a look. Um, and you know, really stepping away from, um, judging someone based on their body. Um, and a lot of times if you're, if your body gains weight, it might be because your body needed to gain weight. Um, and I think that's a great point to make too, is that our bodies are on our team. Our body's number one, number one purpose is protection and survival. And so if you're going through maybe like a really hard season of life, like I've had clients go through divorces um, and they gain weight or they, you know, have just a really stressful time at work and they gain weight. And that is your body's way of protecting you. And that does not mean that you're lazy. Um, And then the second one, um, losing, oh, let's see. Second one, losing weight um, means that you are healthier. I think I kind of already touched on that one a lot at the beginning of this. Um, But yeah, you never know what you're complimenting when you're complimenting someone's weight loss. Um, Sometimes that can be 
complementing an eating disorder, complementing um, anxiety, depression, uh, response to trauma, something like that. Um, the next one was your pants size should never get bigger. Just a moment of silence for this one because I hear it all the time. Um, and I think if someone can really step back and say like, oh, obviously a 16-year-old, you know, 19-year-old, their pant size is probably not going to be the same as a 45-year-old. Someone can say that. But when their pant size changes over a time span of a year, they feel really shameful and really wrong for that. Um, and so I think it's also really important to remember our clothes have one job and it is to fit our bodies just as they are. Our job is not to fit into clothes. Um, we have a lot of jobs as humans. We have a lot of tasks, a lot of um, responsibilities and to fit into our clothes is not one of them. So letting the job or letting the clothes keep their job. Um, and that might look like getting rid of some clothes and purging your closet, detoxing your closet, as I call it, um, and buying clothes that are comfortable for you. Um, the next one was micromanaging your food is healthy. And that really looks like kind of another way of saying, because a lot of people might hear that and think, oh, I don't micromanage my food. I don't do that. That's not something I do. But a lot of times that can look like counting macros, tracking calories, um, weighing your food. Um, and our relationship with food and our bodies is just like any other relationship. Our friends, our spouse, our partner, whatever that might look like. Um, our children, and if you are constantly berating, micromanaging, and trying to change that person, um, that relationship probably isn't going to be a really healthy one or a really successful one. Um, and so allowing our bodies to just be as smart as they are, and they will communicate when you are full, um, when you need more, if we just stop to listen. And the last one. The smaller version of you is the better version of you, which I just feel so strongly about not being true, not being true. Um, a lot of times people will ask, like, I don't really even know what my body's supposed to look like. Like I've yo-yo diet, I've gone up, down, all like, you know, I've lost weight, gained weight so many times. I don't know what my body's supposed to look like. And so I will tell them the best, the best version of you and the best body you can have is the one that is completely present with your family at the table. The one who chooses clothes that express your style and that fit you comfortably. And the one that can choose something off of the menu because it sounds good. And that can go to happy hour, engage with your friends, be there and not be so focused on caloric intake. And that is the, that's the best version of you. And that might not be the smaller version of you. So no, that's long-winded, but you can see why the post was really long because I had a lot, a lot to put out there, but um, I really, really hope that a lot of people um, were able to take something from that post. And these are ideas that, again, we, uh, as a culture, we just kind of automatically think we don't really realize that it is diet culture influence. So making those clear notes about them, and there's so much to go in there, uh, just making that present is what we need to, to, to have that voice. So that is fantastic. Mm. With that, uh, do you see a common message that you keep repeating um, for your audience? 
a lot of the ones I just mentioned. (laughs) Um, But I would say really a big one um, that I think no matter who you are, where you are in this journey, how old you are, and everyone can benefit from the message that the smaller version of you is not the better version of you, like I said. And all bodies are good bodies. Every body is a good body. Um, because I think a lot of times people can feel like their body is broken or their body doesn't look or act the way that they want it to, whether it they have stretch marks, whether they have cellulite, whether they are struggling with infertility, whether they have gained weight, whatever that might be. Um, I find so often people are really judgmental and harsh to their bodies. And so I think just a reminder that like all bodies are good bodies. Um, and the, the better version of you is not smaller. Um, so I think kind of the combination of those two things together can really be empowering. And that doesn't mean that someone is going to believe that right away when they go on this journey. And that's okay. Um, that is okay. I think something that I hear a lot too is that people say like, Maris, I, I can't even imagine getting to a place that I love my body. Like, I just can't even think about, like, I just don't know if that's even possible for me. And I think that's setting a really high expectation, especially from the beginning when I, when you're like a, like toddler intuitive eater, eater, like you're just learning all about it. it can, that can seem a really far reach for you. Um, so I think even bringing that back down to like, the goal doesn't have to be like, body love if you get to a place that you love every square inch of your body that is worth celebrating and I would be so excited for you but I think something that is more attainable is body respect Um, getting to a place where you can feel neutral about your body um, not hating it not berating it not being harsh to it or um, cruel to it but you don't have to love every square inch um, and you're going to have bad body image days. I teach this stuff and I work with the clients on this stuff and I can have a bad body image day. So I think lowering the expectation of like, you don't have to love every square inch, but you do have to respect it enough to take care of it. And a lot of times that looks more like body neutrality, really just being neutral about the way that your body looks and knowing like my body is the least interesting thing about me. Like I have a lot of other great skills, a lot of other great qualities and the size of my pants or the um, size of my, you know, clothing, whatever that might be, is the least interesting thing about me. And I think that can really um, put things into perspective. Yes. Uh, I had a therapist um, on a while back and she defined body acceptance versus body positivity. Exactly what you're saying there. And that was like a little light switch for me of like, oh yeah, that's a better way to say it because we see being positive about your body, say great things about your body. And in reality, yes, that's not going to happen every single day. Um, But the whole behind of being accepting your body and treating it healthy is where it's at. So uh, you have a great client win here. Uh, that I will share. It says, I've had so much energy and patience with my kids. I love that because (laughs) I hear you on that one. Over the past several weeks, I'm prioritizing movement with them by hiking, walking, and just playing. It feels so wonderful to not think about food every second. Amen uh, to that. 
-hmm. of the day and make choices that are completely independent and separate from the food. This is by far my favorite client one, just because I can relate to this client being a mom and and not thinking about food, but just having that energy and patience, like it's thinking about food affects so much in your day that sometimes we forget about. So that's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, I will. A lot of times I'll kind of explain it to clients that like these food thoughts um, and sort of the obsession with whether it's tracking or weighing or just like making decisions around food, um, it takes up a lot of mental real estate. Um, I will say some diet culture will like work its way in and it'll pitch a tent and it'll just hang out completely rent free, which is so not fair and kind of giving, giving the clients the power to realize like you have the choice to, of like what you think about all day. Like, and if you don't want to think about food all day, that can be possible for you. And a lot of times it, it is. And then clients like this, for example, they'll say like, I don't even know what to think about anymore. Like I have all this time to think about other things because I'm not obsessing about tracking weighing. Um, you know, feeling anxious about what I ate over the weekend, or if I ate too much or feeling guilt for being really full or whatever that might be. And like really winning back that, winning back their life, winning back their life because they don't have to spend all of their time thinking about that. And this client in particular, yes, is a mom. She spent a lot of time thinking about food, food decisions. Um, she would kind of go through the restrict and binge cycle. So that would be like overeating a lot of food and then starting back fresh on Monday, being really good all week and then indulging over the weekend, feeling guilty on Monday morning and having to start over. And that cycle was so stressful to her and caused so much anxiety and um, kind of like self-deprecation and just really a lot of shame, a lot of shame and guilt. And when she constantly felt that she could not show up for her kids and be the mom that she wanted to be when she had these thoughts swirling in her head and kind of that restricted thin cycle, she would say like, I don't physically feel good. Like my body doesn't feel good. And if you've ever, I'm not a mom, but I do know that when I don't feel good, I am not the best version of me. And I like probably don't treat my husband the same if I don't feel well. Um, and giving them the power to realize like they, they can change that. Um, and so I think that client really had the kind of light bulb moment of realizing like, I am a better mom if I take care of myself, um, and give myself the freedom to listen to my body. Um, she can show up for her family differently because of that. It's so good. And it seems like you have a wonderful connection with your clients as they are pulling out these aha moments to find their own healthy version. Um, So with that, what do you love about being a dietitian? You just answered it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I, that is really it. I mean, that is it. Um, Seeing the aha moments with clients. And I think that aha moment leads to freedom. And I think the, I think freedom is a word that gets thrown around a lot. Um, and I think if we're to really figure out like, what does freedom mean? Does that mean that there's, um, no rules and you're not tied down by anything? Um, yeah, sure. You can define freedom that way, but I also think that freedom is 
putting my client back in the driver's seat of their own life where they have felt like a passenger for a really long time. Um, that whatever diets or whatever expectations or whatever workout program, like whatever that might be that they felt like was driving their life and they were just a passenger, just along for the ride and couldn't stop when they needed to stop. And then felt like they got like thrown out of the car sometimes and couldn't get back in. And I think freedom actually really looks like giving them the skills to get back in the driver's seat, go at the speed they need be in control of their life and their thoughts. Um, that's why I love being a dietitian because people have gone years and years not believing that's true for them and watching just even like that testimonial, like watching it not only affect their own life, but like affecting their family, um, affecting that, that client in particular has daughters, like wanting to display a relationship to your body and to food differently um to your daughters because this is a generational problem what is passed down um of what we believe about food in our bodies is we we watched that from the generations before us and so i think giving my clients the power to know that they can they can change that um their daughters their nieces their you know whoever is watching them, they can change the direction of how they feel about those things. And so I think just, yeah, getting, getting people back in the driver's seat, not in a control, control aspect, but in a freedom aspect, because when you have the skills to do this, you do feel free. Right. And even if life happens and they have a slip up, they know the process and how to get back on to that feeling that way. And that is what you started. You know, you gave them the training wheels to say, here's what to do. Here's how to and take off with it. And again, even if they never see you again, that will always be back in their mind. So Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think so often at the end of working, like at the end of a program, when the client is ready to kind of like graduate, move on, whatever that looks like, um, they always thank me or like, thank you so much. I never thought this was possible. I couldn't have done this without you. And, and I always want to remind them, like I was just the training wheels, but you learned how to ride the bike. You learned how to do that. I did not do it for you. Um, but I was able to give them the skills and the tools and the way to walk through life so that they can't, they cannot fail at this. It's not, I think when people come from a history of diets, it's they're either on or off. They're either doing, they're either succeeding or they're failing. They're doing well or they're not. Like it's this on or off the wagon concept in intuitive eating is so different and food freedom is so different in that way because it's just walking through life. There's no on or off, good or bad, success, failure. Um, it is just, it's a dance. It is a dance. And so I am teaching them the choreography to dance through this. And as they, um, build the skills. They don't need me. They're teaching them how to do it anymore because they've learned it. They learn it and they know it and they know how to handle and navigate that through any situation. Um, so yeah, I, I love what I do. <laughs> Where can people connect with you? Um, Instagram is a big, I spend a lot of time up kind of like my little corner of the internet and um, the people that choose to allow me on their feed I'm really thankful for um in Instagram it is Meredith Ren R-E-N dot 
RD. Um, and I'm sure you probably will share that in the show notes or something mm-hmm. so people can find that. But yes, MeredithRen.RD. Um, and I have a, I spend a lot of time in my DMs um, having conversations with people and um, deciding, you know, is this something that they want support in? Um, is this something they really desire? How would their life look different? if they stepped into and sort of committed to this sort of lifestyle. And so I always encourage people like, you don't have to hear about all this and say like, Oh, that is for me. I am ready to start tomorrow. If you are great, hit me up. (laughs) We can talk more, but also I think it's okay for it to sound really scary and really intimidating and really be unsure if it is for you or if you're ready to sort of give up on diet and that's okay. You're welcome in my corner of the internet also. Great. So Free Method Nutrition is the company that you work with and the program that you offer for your clients. And I see there's a free discovery call on your uh, Instagram feed there, or I should say profile in there too, and um, website as well with different resources too. So fantastic. Yes. And on my, on my Instagram, there is the link in my bio is for a free discovery call and a discovery call just is, um, 30 minutes to chat with me about, um, kind of what your thoughts are, maybe what your, um, sort of barriers are, your hesitations in doing this, a chance to ask questions to really dig into like, what is intuitive eating? Is it for me? Um, and so you can find the, that link in my bio. And so I encourage anyone who wants to know more about that to um, click there and it'll pull up my schedule and you can get your 30 minutes with me. Um, and then, yes, I, our website, Free Method Nutrition, um, you can find a lot more about kind of what it looks like to work with us and sort of what our offerings are in terms of like one-on-one work. We do a lot of uh, group nutrition coaching as well. Um, so we also have a free download that's on there too. So anyone free, like kind of nutrition handbook with a lot of, um, really, really good juicy information in there. So, uh, I encourage anyone to download that as well. Yes. Uh, your pictures of you and Dylan are really cute too. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm just like looking through Dylan's everything. Dylan's dog, Remy, makes. Remy makes an appearance also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful website and lots of great information in there uh, to help everyone. Uh, so let's get to know a little bit more about you as we round out our closing questions. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you were in a TV show, which one would you be in? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so hard. Also, because we've watched admittedly so much tv in the last year because of covid um just random funny fact that maybe the answer to the question my husband and i both had never ever watched the office before before i know your face <laughs> oh my gosh neither one of us had it was one of those things we just we both happened to be like oh yeah i've like never i've like seen an episode here or there but like never watched it all the way through and we watched it during covid because obviously we had a lot of free time and um obviously we loved it and it was like we both cried at the at the last episode and so honestly probably the office um we also really loved yellowstone too that was like a really good show that we loved um would i want to be in that show or like live in that show maybe not but um yeah either yellowstone or the office which are two very different shows but <laughs> depends on the day <laughs> 
We went to the library the other day and my kids got office the season for our road trip. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting pick for my kids to pick. <laughs> but yeah, a great one for sure. Uh, what is one food someone has said? A dietitian eats that? Oh my gosh, a lot. Um, honestly, one of my favorite foods is chocolate chip cookies. And like nothing fancy, like not homemade, not like some special recipe, but like literally Nestle Toll House, like the break the breakable ones that you just put on a pan. Like I love, and I'm a, I love milk too. That's like my favorite. And I've always loved that um, to this day. And in college, I like ate them so much that my like senior year superlative was like um, most likely to recommend chocolate chip cookies and milk to her patients or clients. <laughs> so I'm like, that's, I mean, that is like one of my favorite. It's just like a comfort to me. I like love a, like a chocolate chip cookie and milk before bed. And so that's one of those things that people are like, oh, you eat that? And so, yeah, I'm like multiple times a week, actually. <laughs> I love this question because everyone has their own um, answer to it. And there's so much that comes out of it, too, as people on what on what others have to imply about our eating habits. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So with that, what's your favorite feel good food? And maybe that's it, too. That could definitely fall into the same category. Yes. Um feel good food um this reminds me a lot of a question I was asked to of like what's one of my favorite like food memories um and so I feel like that is kind of what my mind goes to kind of an odd an odd memory but sushi is kind of like my feel good food um because I like my mom introduced me to sushi at a really young age and um every Friday for like seven years my family went and ate sushi. <laughs> like even from, I can remember being in like late elementary school and then all the way up to like where I was in high school, I had friends with my plans and I would drive separately, go to dinner and then leave early. Like that was just always a thing that we did. And now my mom lives across the country from me. And so every single time I go to visit her and my stepdad, um, the first night we're there, we go eat sushi. And so it's just kind of like this like reminder and like kind of a memory I have of always doing that but also something that just like reminds me of my relationship with my mom and that I like get to be with her and we get to like go eat sushi and catch up about our lives and talk about all the things. And we usually end up like closing down the restaurant, like the last table there. And so um, in a weird way, sushi is my feel good and comfort food. I love that story so much. And I've seen friends or other people uh, take their kids on sushi dates and I'm like, oh, that's a good uh, tradition to have. So you definitely have gone into that tradition too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, best or latest book you've read? Um, the best book I've ever read is probably intuitive eating. And I highly suggest it to anybody. Um, I'm big on recommending books to clients, especially if they do like want to dig in more. There's a lot of really great ones. Um, like, I think, um, a new one just came out, Unapologetic Eating, and My Body is Not an Apology. There's just really great books out there. So it's really hard to pick a favorite. My latest book that I have read has nothing to do with nutrition. It was like a thriller, and it was called um, And Then She Was Gone. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I read it. We just went on a vacation to the beach, and I sat under an umbrella and read that all week. Oh. So that was, I can't even tell you who wrote it, but it was definitely a thriller. And so when I do get to do kind of like, 
not work reading. Um, and when I go on like a vacation or something, I always really enjoy like thriller books that keep my attention. <laughs> and reading on a beach sounds amazing too. <laughs> right. And it's raining here today. Oh. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> And you share a lot of book resources on there on your on the Free Method Nutrition website too. That I'm like, oh, these sound very interesting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of good ones to pick from there too. Oh, you shared so much. Is there anything that we missed, or you want to touch on again? I don't think we missed anything. Okay. If I, I think if I had to leave everyone with like one final thought, yes. <laughs> it would be you don't have to be ready to stop dieting or to let go of the desire to lose weight or change your body to start the process of intuitive eating. I think that can be really black and white thinking like, Oh, I already have to be like committed to not wanting to lose weight or, um, you know, not wanting to go on a diet anymore to start this. And I want people to know that that is not true. That's actually part of the process. Um, so you, you can show up with all of your mess and all of your baggage and all of your beliefs and thoughts. And that's what we get to talk through together and really kind of dissect and understand like, where did these things come from? What leads you to believe you need to change your body? And um, I think that keeps a lot of people from starting a journey of intuitive eating or like desiring food freedom or kind of that body neutrality that we talked about. Um, and so I just want people to know, like you can show up with all of that baggage and all of those thoughts and kind of whatever mess you're in and that's okay. That's actually, we would prefer you that way. We'd prefer you with all of your baggage and, um, kind of where you've come from. You don't have to have all of your ducks in a row to, to start that. So I think that's just something I want people to know, um, because I don't want them to hear our conversation and be like, that sounds so awesome. But like, I have a lot of work to do before I can get ready to do that. Um, and that's just not true. Right. Because we've been surrounded by this identity and it's hard to, to clear that all out sometimes. So a great uh, point on that part as well. I won't that's take great. any more of your time. Thanks a bunch. And it was great to get to know you. And Thanks okay. so much, Stacey. Thank have you. A- as we wrap up this episode, I hope this message has you more aware of what you see and identify these diet culture thoughts that may creep into your mind. I know for myself, I don't mean to think this way. I just do. But once I have identified them as being diet culture influenced, the red flags are up. And I so hope to stop this cycle for my daughters. This is becoming kind of a movement. And it's so nice to see professionals like Meredith leading the way. Be sure to check her and her team out on their site. And I am also a big fan of their podcast. So go check that out. Well, my friends, I cannot thank you enough for listening. And if you are enjoying these conversations, share with a friend or leave me a review for more people to find. Until next time, we will see you back on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.